0: Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the news industry from the people who did. I'm Kira Posey. On today's episode of The Lead, I speak with Grace Walker, an associate producer at CNN Audio. She works on the podcast Chasing Life, hosted by CNN chief medical correspondent Dr. Sanjay Gupta, which focuses on helping listeners mindfully approach our new normal. Before coming to CNN, Grace was a producer with NPR member station WABE in Atlanta, where she covered the COVID-19 pandemic, Georgia's Senate runoff races, and a summer of protests for racial justice. She was also awarded an Atlanta Press Club Award of Excellence for a radio series exploring the city's transit landscape. Today, Grace and I discuss how she came into her career as an audio storyteller, why she loves using audio to tell stories and her advice for aspiring news professionals. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is produced by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership at the University of Georgia's Grady College. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash cox institute. Now, here's the lead. Hey Grace, thank you so much for joining and coming on the lead today. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Good morning. How are you?
0: Good morning. I am great as well. And I'm so excited to get into our chat today. Since graduating in 2018, you have held two roles at two media companies in audio storytelling. So I can't wait to hear about your story. So let me jump right into the first question. Give me your rundown of how you came into audio storytelling as a profession. When you graduated college, did you know that you wanted to come into audio storytelling and do it as your job?
1: That is a great question. And... First, thank you for having me and for thinking of me. I really appreciate it. And to answer that question, no, I had absolutely no idea that I wanted to go into audio. Um, In fact, if you had asked me when I was an undergrad, what I would be doing in the journalism space, I mean, I would say I, I hope to be in journalism. I ideally want to be a writer. I want to do something in print or digital. But radio really had not crossed my mind until I was interviewing for an internship with the Atlanta Press Club, I was actually in the interview room. And I remember the interviewer um, asking me, Would you be open to maybe doing some radio, maybe doing some television? And I hadn't thought about it, honestly. I had gone into that interview thinking, You know, I hope I get something, something print or digital. And I kind of had to make a split second decision. And I paused and I thought about it. And I was like, Yeah, I could, I could do radio. Like, I like NPR. But that was just a shot in the dark. Like, I I knew nothing about radio. And I was a a casual NPR listener. I love NPR. But I definitely had not, you know, dove deep into the world of audio yet. Um, And they said, Okay, and they sent me on my way. And I heard back from them a couple weeks later, and I had been placed at WABE, which is Atlanta's um, NPR station. And that was kind of the beginning for me, um an introduction to the world of audio. And I'm really glad that, in that moment, I did take a chance, and I did say that I would be open to it because that that opened a lot of doors for me in in the world of radio and podcasting,
0: yeah, speaking of w a b e after that you know like you said, after your internship, you went on to work there uh, for three years. So from the time that you began at w a b e until the time that you eventually left how did you grow as an audio storyteller?
1: I would say that I grew in that I walked through the doors at WABE and I knew nothing (laughs) about radio and podcasting. And they really taught me the fundamentals and the basics. And every single reporter there took time out of their day and out of their deadline to teach me, which I'm so, so grateful for. So I walked through those doors and I didn't know what a spot was and I didn't know what a cut and copy was. And When I walked out of those doors, I I did know how to do those things. I knew how to edit audio. I knew how to turn around a radio story pretty quickly. And I was producing a daily news show there. So I would say that I grew just so much from 2018 to 2021. And it really is thanks to the incredible folks there who, who took time out of their day to teach me. You know, I went in as an intern, then I freelanced. And then eventually I was was a full-time producer. So that was my journey there. And then another way that I developed and grew at WABE is I really felt like that was an opportunity to find my radio podcasting audio voice. And I mean that in the literal sense and also in the figurative sense. So in radio, you know, you're really doing some vocal training and you're learning how to present information and present facts in a way that is authoritative, but also conversational. And that was something that was a learning curve for me. I was learning how to talk like a newscaster in a lot of ways, but then also still sound like myself at the same time. And that's something I really was able to hone in on my time there is who am I as a journalist and why am I producing these stories and how can I lend my unique voice to it, not by making myself the story, but by adding that personal connection and knowing why I'm the person who should be telling it and just being really confident and stepping into that, that fact. And now after WABE, you are an associate
0: producer at CNN audio where you help produce Dr. Sanjay Gupta's chasing life, which is a podcast about exploring health issues that will impact future generations like climate change and future pandemics. So when you're reporting these stories, how does your team ensure that these stories are being told with nuance and in a fresh perspective for listeners?
1: Yeah. So one conversation that we're having pretty often is giving listeners some concrete takeaways that they can use personally after they listen to the episode. So for example, it's not always super useful to present someone with a problem, like, let's say, climate change. You know, if you tell someone climate change is a problem, that's not always super helpful because we know that. We've heard it so many times before. And as a listener, you know, podcasting is a medium, you're trying to reach people where they're at. So, for example, we did do an episode on climate change recently, and what we were trying to do is say, yes, you know, X, Y, and Z is a problem, but here are some of the scientists and researchers on the front lines of climate change who are researching some cutting edge solutions. And here's what you need to know about them. They're saying that there is some hope out there. And actually here's what you can do as an individual on a daily basis to address this big, really scary problem. So that's one of the things that we try to do is, you know, sometimes you call it news you can use, but as as a health podcast, it's really, it's really important I think to be accessible to people and just let them know how is this information pertinent to me right now, where I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a little sense. And that kind of, I don't know, it reminds me of just a cr- like slight crossover into solutions journalism as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, there's so much bad news out there right now that I think that people really appreciate it. I mean, I do. It's, it's helped me personally as someone who has been reporting through the pandemic and doing those daily coronavirus numbers in Georgia for a short time. And, and now it's nice to be able to work at, on a podcast and on a team that is so focused on, on solutions and, and giving those takeaways.
0: I also wanted to ask, so you started at CNN as a virtual employee, entirely virtual in the pandemic, like are reporting virtually. I know you've been into the office a little bit, but you know, mostly virtual. So how has being virtual changed the way that you think about, you know, working in and, and your job?
1: In terms of working virtually, it has definitely opened my eyes to how collaborative you can be with people in different parts of the country, just in real time. So even, you know, not just at CNN, but when I was at, at WABE and I was working on this, this freelance project through the Corporation for Public Broadcasting called America Amplified. And it was basically this week-long talk show leading up to the election where we were coordinating with other NPR member stations to produce live radio over Zoom, which was, I I never could have imagined that we could do that. I mean, there's so much that goes into live radio. You You have timing, which is super important when people talk, when the music cues, when we took callers, so screening callers in real time. But all of that was possible through, you know, the honestly, the magic of Zoom. So I think it's just opened my eyes and opened a lot of folks' eyes to the fact that you can work collaboratively with people in other parts of the country and you can do it in real time. And that's really exciting. For a lot of people who aren't based in New York or D.C. or L.A., it also opens a lot of doors for folks who maybe aren't in those "Quote unquote major media hubs to to be a part of it. It really opens a lot of doors for those folks too, because you're able to to be a part of that product in a real way. What do you enjoy about using audio to tell stories? Hmm. Definitely just playing around with sound. I actually grew up playing music, and so and I hadn't really I, I wasn't very good, so I never thought of myself as an artist or as a musician. But that is something that I really appreciate and I I really care about. And I love that when you are making a radio story, you can be really intentional about incorporating the sound of crunching leaves. If you're out in the field and you're doing a story um, in the woods, there was a story on NPR about sequoia trees the other day. And they had amazing ambient sound, um, just of the crunching of the leaves in the forest, of it it took you there in a way that a print story maybe maybe couldn't have. And that component for me is is really what made me fall in love with radio and podcasting. One of my favorite history podcasts through NPR Through Line, every episode that they do, the music that they pull for those episodes, if it's a story about the Ottoman Empire, if it's a story about the 1960s, it's specifically sourced and geared from that time period. And that's incredibly immersive to me as a listener. And that's the level of detail that I aspire to as a producer. And I, I really think that those small details matter and can create some really powerful storytelling.
0: What has been one of your biggest successes since graduating?
1: I would say I am proudest of a series that I did for WABE that explored transit in the city of Atlanta and how the transit landscape is changing. So it jumped off the idea that the Beltline was about 20 years old at the time that I produced the series. So we explored, you know, the Beltline's impact on Atlanta, and we had interviews and field conversations on the North Side Trail, and the South Side Trail, and the East Side Trail, all all around the loop. But then we also talked to folks from MARTA, we talked to transit historians, and I was really proud of how that piece um, came together that series came together I came to the host and executive producer you know with the idea for the series and she gave me full autonomy to just kind of run with it and she really helped me um, hone those ideas and pushed me to create a series that I was really proud of and then in the end that series won an Atlanta Press Club award for um, documentary series we, we tied for first place so I was really proud of that especially because the Atlanta Press Club gave me my start in audio and podcasting so that felt like a nice full circle moment it's always nice to get an award and that's that's one thing but it really felt I felt like I had proved myself to them you know it it was a good idea to give me this this internship and and the scholarship so that that felt really nice
0: so Obviously, as you have gone throughout your career, a big part of it, of course, is your work. But another part that comes with anything professional is networking. So what has been your approach to networking since you have graduated?
1: Such a good question. And I think that (laughs) networking can sometimes get a bad rap because it sounds really, it sounds not very genuine. The, the, The word networking doesn't sound like you're actually making genuine connections with people. But what I would say is to to try and be as genuine as possible. And my biggest piece of advice would be just to reach out to people before you need something. So reach out to folks when you just want to talk to them about their craft and you appreciate the work that they're doing and you want to hear how they got their foot in the door. And then one day you might need something or you might want help you know applying for a job or being introduced to someone and they'll be there and i think it will just create a a more authentic connection and also potentially a friendship or something more than just this is somebody that i am using to to achieve x y or z i think people can really sense that and it's just a better use of everyone's time to try and get to know people for for who they are as people
0: And I also wanted to ask, as we wrap up, do you have any advice for aspiring journalists and people who are looking to break into the field?
1: My advice, my advice would be just to remain as open as possible to anything that falls in your lap at any time. So like I said earlier, if you had asked me when I was at the Red and Black, are you going to be in podcasting one day? I would have said, no, I don't know anything about podcasting. I can't edit audio But I think by remaining open, that's really what led me to one opportunity and then another opportunity. And so I would just say, don't rule anything out. And you might find something that you really fall in love with.
0: As we wrap up, do you have any things that we didn't talk about or last comments that you think would be good for our listeners to hear?
1: No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean. I think I'm really glad that you came and asked me to talk about this because I know that you also have obviously the host of the lead, you have a lot of audio experience yourself and so it it's just been a real privilege to be able to, to talk to you about this. I, I'm glad to to chat with you.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Grace. I'm so I'm I'm really happy to chat with you too. I think Your story is something that a lot of, you know, listeners who might be, again, aspiring journalists can take some inspiration from. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. And it was great to chat with you. Thanks to Grace for joining us on this episode. I'm your host, Kira Posey. Our producer is Dr. Keith Herndon, the executive director of the Cox Institute. To keep up with the lead and hear more from media leaders, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at The Lead Podcast. See you next time.